Hi, this is Pastor Daniel Bracken. You're listening to Kings Alaska podcast. I hope the word encourages you and you get a touch from God that brings transformation and equips you to experience life with people, power, and purpose. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy the word. 1 Corinthians 10, 6 to 13. I'm reading the Christian Standard Bible, which says, Now these things took place as example for us, so that we will not desire evil things as they did. Do not become idolaters as some of them were. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and got up for, to party. Let us not commit sexual immorality, fornication, or pernail, as some of them did. And in a single day, 23,000 people died. Let us not test Christ as some of them did and were destroyed by snakes. And don't complain. Come on, say with me, don't complain. Don't complain as some of them did and were killed by the destroyer. These things happened to them as examples and they were written for our instruction and who, on whom the ends of the ages have come. On whom the ends of the ages have come. So... Whoever thinks he stands must be careful not to fall. No temptation has come upon you except what is common to humanity. Humanity, But God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation, he will also provide a way out so that you may be able to bear it. Father, thank you for your word that is a light into our path, our lamp into our feet. Speak to us tonight, Lord, I pray, that you would, your truth would fill our hearts, would touch our minds. And right now, let every stronghold, let every assignment, let every belief that is contrary to you, I cast it down in the name of the Lord. And we receive from you that which you are imparting to us tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. So I want to talk tonight about escaping financial destruction. Um, you know, I don't consider myself an authority. Amen. Because it ain't the end yet. Praise the Lord. We got a long life to live still. But I, you know, as someone who God has been faithful in my life and has moved in powerfully in our lives. And we've seen in the lives of so many others, the faithfulness of God. I want to bring this to you in Jesus name. So what you say, and you got notes, you guys got notes? Praise the Lord. All right, awesome. So what we say can bring financial blessings or financial destruction. So you got to watch what you, you got to watch what you say. Because God's desire is to bless you, right? God's desire is to bless you. All right, for like three people who understand that. If you don't, let's all say amen. God's desire is to bless you. He has given us power to create wealth, right? Why is that? He wants to bless you. As a matter of fact, the Bible says it's a, it's a, um, a uh, confirma confirmation of the, of the covenant that we have with God is the blessing of God. But what you say can hinder that. You know, the one question that every billionaire ever asked themselves are, is, there's one question every billionaire asks themselves. And that question is, Why not? Why not? Why not be a billionaire? Right? So what you say matters. You know, in the text that we just read, it painted a picture of God's judgment on his people for their idolatry, for their immorality, for their grumbling. And grumbling can bring financial destruction. 
Come on, that's your second in your notes there. Write that in. Grumbling can bring financial dis- destruction. Bro, what you talking about? What is grumbling? I'm so glad you asked. Grumbling, a grumble is like a slow sounding complaint. Like, oh, no, I hate this job. Oh, there's this guy. Look at it. Whatever. Low, low toned complaints. Like you're in your stomach grumbles. It's not pleasant. So God hates grumbling and a grumbling or complaining. I'm going to use the word grumbling because it's biblical. Amen. And it's powerful. Grumbling will bring financial destruction. When you complain, when you bellyache is another word for that. You're bellyaching about everything. Oh, I hate my job. I hate this. I don't get paid enough. They don't pay me enough to do that. That's why you're broke. (laughs) So grumbling brings financial destruction. Hallelujah. And a principle that ensures a financial blessing is thanksgiving. Because God wants us to be thankful. God wants you to be thankful. Amen. You got to be thankful for everything that he has done in your life. In the Old Testament, now we give, we're given historic examples of what to do and what not to do. It was written for us as an, well, it was happened to them for an example. It's written for us for instruction. Don't do what they did. Hallelujah. And the text is about judgment, which has a lot to do with God's blessing on your life. And really about wealth. No, God, you know, like nobody can judge me. No, God, God judges you. And you should, actually the Bible says, you know, you should judge yourself. Because when you judge yourself, you're able to repent of things that are going wrong. And then you can experience the fullness of the life of God. First Corinthians 10, we'll talk about that. Communion, we read that text. If, you know, if you examined yourselves, you wouldn't be suffering the way you were. Praise the Lord. But Thanksgiving, come on, say that together, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. And I'm not talking about that beautiful picture that we saw, you know, of the ham and the pecan pie and the green beans. I don't like green beans, but praise the Lord, it was there. Let's replace it with potato media. Can we do that, please? Sweet potato casserole. Hallelujah. So Thanksgiving is crucial in escaping financial destruction, and it is the antidote to grumbling. The antidote to your complaining, your belly aching is thanksgiving. Well, I got nothing to be thankful about. No, you need to change the way you think because you actually do. Amen. There's a Dr. Henry Cloud and I think John Maxwell also talks about, you know, the two tracks of life. You know, as we go through life, we're going to experience, you know, some good things. We're going to experience some losses. And I'm not talking about spiritually, but just in life. Amen. Anybody stub your toes? Yeah, that's not a good day. But hallelujah, you got a toe. Amen? Good and not so good together. Praise the Lord. So next time you, you stub your toe, instead of getting angry or Legos, oh my God. I got set free from the Lego thing. Not because we got rid of Legos in my house, although my kids did outgrow it, but there was something in me like I'd step in a Lego and I had like, you know, the Lego uh, uprising. And um, I got healed from that. Because I stepped on one once and my reaction was so childish and, you know, inappropriate that I was like, why am I acting this way, Pastor Gil? (laughs) So I repented and God healed me. Hallelujah. I just wanted to share that extra. You can be healed from the, you know, uprising of stepping on the Legos. But Thanksgiving is crucial. 
right? And grumbling will release the destroying angel that we see in Exodus 16. When you are complaining all the time, you actually release an entity of destruction over your life. And we see that in Exodus 16, as they left Egypt, they're going through the wilderness. They began to grumble. Come on, say that together. Grumble. Grumble and reminisce about what life had been like in Egypt. I'm like, did he just like, are you serious? And, you know, and we can look at those scriptures and be like, oh my God, they were so foolish. How could they think that way? Hello? And we are so much alike that. Right? But you got to change and you can change and grow out of it. Hallelujah. But they're, you know, like, oh, in Egypt, we had cucumbers. You were slaves. In Egypt, we had onions. You were slaves. You know, and, you know, and people think about that when I, you know, when I stole for a living, you know, I didn't have so much. I didn't have to work this hard. You stole for a living. Right. It's as if they magically forgot that in Egypt they were slaves and they began to grumble up against God and Moses. It's terrible. And they got cursed. Also, they sent in the wrong 10 people to spy out the land and their bad report caused the people to grumble. The spies went in, they brought them a bad report and they said, oh no, we're all going to die. Everything's horrible. You know, nothing's going to work out. And basically they're giants. And the Bible says this amazing text says we were like grasshoppers. We felt like grasshoppers. I'm paraphrasing, really paraphrasing right now. We felt like grasshoppers in their eyes. So we were because in their own what they were looked their problem was so ginormous that they felt like grasshoppers and because of that they actually were when as a matter of fact the Lord had called them to go in take over the land be victorious destroy every enemy I'm going to bless you it's going to be milk and honey it's going to be flowing and instead of that they got wilderness because they grumbled Their grumbling cursed them and every adult from that generation had to die in the wilderness. Hallelujah. In the Passover before leaving Egypt, when the death angel went over and killed the firstborn of every home that did not have the lamb's blood on the doorpost of their home, the name of that death angel was the destroyer. The very same word is used here in 1 Corinthians 10 which says that this destroyer will be released in your home, in your family, in your life, if you're a grumbler. What is a grumbler again? Hallelujah. It's someone who's complainer, right? When you belly ache, when nothing works, when you're not thanksgiving, amen? But you got to be thankful. You got to thank the Lord and, you know, so that his blessing will be released upon your life. Come on, let's give a praise break. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Could it be that your grumbling has already caused financial ruin in your life? You can change that by being thankful. If you've experienced up until now, the thing that I love about the Lord is not that he's like, you know, he's not a, a mean-spirited God 
who doesn't like you. No, he's for you. Jesus said, I have come that you may have life and life more abundantly. So he came also to destroy the curse of sin. Amen. When you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the curse of sin is broken. He gave you to give life. He came to destroy the works of the enemy. So when you come to him, no matter what you've experienced in the past, when you turn your life over to him, it can begin to change. But then you also, the Bible says in Romans 1 or 12, 1 and 2, that you need to renew the way you think. You may have been a complainer. You may have hated everybody. You know, if you're black, you hate the white people. If you're, and everybody hates everybody. And, and the issue is not racism. The issue is sin. Amen? Because if you go to the country where everybody's the same color, there's oppression there. There's, there's racism there. You see the same kind of treatment, but in different ways. It's evil. It's demonic. Amen? So when you're, um, if maybe if you were a grumbler, when you begin to change all that sin, all that curse is broken, now you need to begin to renew your minds because if you continue to walk just like the Israelites, having left Egypt, no longer slaves, they continue to have the same mindset. If only we were back there, everything was awesome. No, it wasn't. It was not awesome. It was terrible. They were being mistreated. They were being abused, but they thought it used to be better. No, it didn't. You got to change the way you think and begin to give thanks to the Lord. Hallelujah. You can change. You can change your financial life right now by beginning to give thanks to the Lord. The key for becoming wealthy God's way is thanksgiving. It's one of the keys. It's thanksgiving. Thanksgiving must be part of our everyday lives. What are you thankful for? You know, our kids, when we, you know, they begin to bicker, not that they do that a whole lot, just like maybe three or four times a day. Um, no, just kidding. But, you know, when they bicker, a lot is like, okay, what are you thankful for? We, we, we break that, you know, we don't allow strife in our home. Ever hear that before? Hallelujah. Guess where I learned it? We don't allow for those things. So when there's bickering, it's like, okay, what are you thankful for? It's like, I'm thankful for bread. I'm thankful for mom. I'm thankful for dad. I'm thankful for grandma. And not my siblings. You know, it's like, no, what are you thankful for? And we break that, we break the complaining, we break the those patterns, and we switch it up with Thanksgiving. And guess what happens by the end of that Thanksgiving session? The joy of the Lord has come in. And I'm not saying, like, you know, we're like, woo, like you know, shouting and singing, but you know, that thing is broken. It's the same thing in your life. When you feel like complaining, when you feel like belly aching, when you feel that, you know, the white man, the black man, the every, any kind of man, the man, ever heard the man? You got to work for the man. Oh, start working for the Lord and you will be blessed. Amen. And begin to give thanks every day. First Thessalonians 5.18 says, in everything, some things, no, in everything, give thanks in all circumstances. Oh, that's funny, right? In all circumstances. You get a flat tire, thank the Lord. All the other th three tires are not flat. You get two flat tires, praise the Lord, I got two full. And it sounds silly, but when you begin to change the way you think, you begin to see situations that you know, normally would devastate you and used to, that's how you're going to begin to walk out of that. Hallelujah. And it says, in everything, give thanks in all circumstances. 
Hallelujah. Our joy comes from the Lord. If you're a believer, your joy comes from the Lord, not from, you know, what your circumstances. We have peace no matter the circumstance we go through. And it says, give thanks in every circumstance for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus concerning you. Hallelujah. That is key for us. It is key for you growing, for you to grow in blessing. You want to be blessed, be thankful. What are you thankful for? Hallelujah. Give thanks to God for what he's done and what he's doing, for who he is and what he's going to do. That's got to be part of our everyday life. Hallelujah. Give, you know, how many of you have had one victory in your lifetime? Every hand shall go up. The fact that you're in here, if you didn't know, that's a victory. Hallelujah. It's a victory. So if you've had one victory, let me tell you something. You can have more victories. And when you choose Thanksgiving instead of grumbling, God's blessing is released upon your life. When you choose to be thankful, you know, even if, you know, it's like, even if you shouldn't be thankful, you have every right to not be thankful. You have the right to slap some people because they deserve it. Hallelujah. But you be thankful. Maybe you're wrong. Be thankful. Maybe you were not done right. Be thankful. Be thankful that Jesus died on the cross for you, that you're saved, that you're redeemed. Hallelujah. And regardless of what the man did or what they did or whatever happened, you are saved. You are set free. And you begin to thank God in that way and watch those negative patterns of thinking be broken off your life and the curse of, of brokenness, the curse of poverty be broken off of you. Hallelujah. God wants us to be thankful. Come on, let's say that together. God wants me to be thankful. Hallelujah. You know that fear is overcome by thanksgiving? You can overcome fear by thanksgiving, by giving thanks. And you got to recognize that God is our source. Uncertainty of your future will bring fear. Thanksgiving is crucial to combat that. When you give thanks to the Lord, Amen. Instead of look, look, you, Jesus is your source, you know, and one of the things that we've prayed, you know, in our, in my life is like, God, you are my source. Thank you for my job. Thank you for our business. Thank you for our investments. Thank you for everything that you've given us. You are the source. If fears take, if fears take over your minds, it will infect your whole lives. The fear will stop you from being thankful to God. And instead of seeing God's greatness, his grace, his mercy, and what he can do, you focus on that fear. And you begin to empower that thing. You ever, you ever hear that? Like, oh, I'm afraid that, you know, I'm going to crash my car. I'm afraid that I'm going to get in an accident. I'm afraid I'm going to get into an accident. Guess what happens? People, you get in an accident because you can have what you say. What you say matters. You know, in so many things, you know, I'm afraid that this, I'm afraid of that. Now I'm afraid I'm going to lose my job. And then you go to work with fear. You're going to lose your job. You don't, you don't, you, you stop working, right? You, you know, you're, you're, and you start acting weird at work and you end up getting fired. <laughs> Why is that? Because you get afraid to, you're afraid to lose your job. But if you focus on the Lord instead of the fear and you begin to give thanks, no, thank you, Lord. And listen, something, it's not easy all the time. Especially if you're given to that. But when you begin to change that and go against the grain, you begin to trust what God, his word, what he said in your life that is true. 
that thing and you begin to train yourself to be thankful to the Lord in every circumstance, it'll focus you on Jesus and not on the problem at hand. We have to focus on Jesus and not on your circumstance. That's in your notes right there. Amen. When you take your focus off the Lord, your circumstances are going to overwhelm you. And thanksgiving refocuses you. When you're thankful, instead of being afraid, man, I don't know what's going to happen with the economy. Does anybody know? Like, no, we don't know. But at the same time, God's on the throne. The devil's been defeated. I live in victory. Hallelujah. My source is not, you know, my business. My source is not any other source of income. My source is the Lord. Thank you, God, that you have never failed me and you will never fail. And when you begin to live like that, God begins to bless you. Hallelujah. And fear is overcome. Faith is released. When fear is overcome, faith is released. There's nothing I can't do. That's not, how many know that's not a complete true statement? Because right now I can't do a backflip off the, of this stage. I mean, I could, but it wouldn't end up right. I remember, you know, when I used to be usher here in, um, we still had the middle row. And I was, uh, you know, I was one of the ushers just before we went out to Eagle River. And there was this, this guy that came and he was like, you know, um, he was awesome, right? But he was a little sporadic and, you know, he'd do crazy things. And I remember one time, you know, we were standing here worshiping. Pastor Alex, how many of you guys remember Pastor Alex? You know, he was leading worship right here on the piano, you know, and he's like singing an angelic voice. Worship is going on. And this guy just comes, he runs and like right off this step right here, steps on it and does a backflip, you know, and I was like, whoa, everybody was like, that was awesome. But I'm the usher. So I was like, hey, don't do that again. You might kick somebody in the head. Anyway. I couldn't do that, but I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. And we can, you can fulfill. There are things that seem an impossibility to you right now, but if you begin to take steps towards it, believing that God will help you, that God is your source, not in the fear, not, you know, in the, in what, the, what they said or whatever comes up in you. A lot of times we have things that we have received from our parents We have received from our culture. You have ideas. You have ways that you act or things, you know, with manners of thinking that you have to reject those things, reject those fears, reject that in order to see God's blessing be released in your life. But fear, when fear is overcome, faith is released. And thanksgiving overcomes fear because when you thank God for all that he's done for you, faith is released and that's when miracles begin to happen. You know, a lot of you, when you come, when I come, when I pray for you up here, I always ask you, what are you believing Jesus to do for you? What are you believing Jesus to do for you? You know, and it's like, I don't know, I just need help. Begin to believe for the kind of help that you need. Be specific. By the way, prayer request. You know, sometimes people say, you know, I have an unspoken prayer request. It will go unanswered. Your unspoken prayer request will go unanswered because God is a God of a specific specificity. He's specific. You got to be specific. Now, don't shout to everybody everything. Come on. Amen. But, you know, just say, you know, I'm believing for healing in my knee. I'm believing for healing in my, you know, abdominal area, whatever, you know, but be specific. 
What do you have faith for? And when your faith, God will act upon your faith and you will see it happen. You know, we were believing for our own place in the Eagle River. This is in 2016. We went there and then we were meeting at the, at the, um, at the complex there in Eagle River, the Harry McDonald Center. And we would not have a place to meet on the 24th. Everything was closed. It's a Sunday. It's Christmas Eve. Nobody's going to be there. And it was going to be embarrassing. Because people were going to show up like, sorry, we don't have a place to meet. And, you know, and in the inside, I'm like, <laughs> what am I doing? I'm such a loser. Everything sucks. You know, we have those thoughts sometimes, right? But you don't speak them, those things. And I remember standing there in that place and we had prayer before service. I'm like, thank you, Lord, that we're going to have our own place by the 24th, that we're going to stand in it and it's going to be awesome. Thank you, Jesus. And I would see the chairs, you know, the all, you know, and I'd see them full and I thank the Lord for that. And guess what? On the 24th, we were in the building that we are now. Hallelujah. Whatever I declared happened. What you declare will happen if you have faith. And we're in the same spot right now. Because, you know, as a matter of fact, Pastor Kirsten preached there a few, a few weeks ago. And we had a record 126 people on a Sunday morning. And it's been like that ever since. You know, our kids' church is exploding. We had to rent a dojo, you know, for the kids to, yeah. So, like, we're, you know, utilizing the whole top floor on Sundays and Tuesday nights. God is doing amazing things. People are being saved. They're being set free. Amen. It didn't happen because, you know, I'm, I got everything going together. As a matter of fact, I remember in when we had our Easter service in like 27, 20, I forgot when it was. We didn't have the place we had now, 2016. And it was lame. It was really lame. Everybody wanted to come here to go to the egg hunt because we had like these huge, amazing events. And here we are in a school because the place we usually met was closed. And I remember I was so discouraged, you know, and I was like, oh God, you know, what am I doing? And it's like, you know, it was, I felt terrible about it, but how many of you know, you got to keep moving forward. Amen. You stay, God called you somewhere. Doesn't matter what it looked like. It doesn't matter what the circumstances you step in and you stay faithful to the calling. You stay faithful to the Lord in due time. You will reap a harvest if you do not give up. But if you give up, you're not, you're, if you're not committed and you give up a lot, you're never going to see anything good happen. Hallelujah. Amen. And I remember being there and I'm like, man, and, and Jim Hart was there. Praise the Lord. And he came up to me and says, you know, Minister Gill at the time was Minister Gill. Minister Gill, you know when docks, ducks are in a row? I was like, really, Jim? Now? It's like, can you just help us put chairs away? Like three people came <laughs> to our Easter egg hunt there. And he said, you know when ducks are, are in a row? When they're moving forward. I was like, oh man, I'm sorry I thought that, Jim. <laughs> no, I never told him, but Jim, I love you. Anyway, but you know, when you're moving forward, when you're trusting in the Lord, when you're not believing in the fears and giving in, and you have those victories and you have those things that you can remember. Hallelujah. Personally, I think of all the things that God did to bring us through. You know, moving to Eagle River, we, you're always going to have challenges in your lives. You can't give in to fear. You have to be thankful. Amen. You can't complain when you're going through the fire because how many of you know that the way that God tests you is by 
moving you through the fire. How many of you know it's like, man, I'm believing for a great increase. Let me tell you, you got some testing coming your way. Hallelujah. I'm believing for a great financial increase. You got some testing coming your way. Well, God is a nice God. No, he's a good God. You know that Jesus made a whip and kicked people out of the temple? Maybe he went home and made a whip, came back. We don't know that. But he made a whip. Somebody got hit. He turned over tables. Hallelujah. But you can trust the things that he has done in your life. If you've had a victory, he will continue to move forward in your life. He will continue to do it. You know, we've experienced so many. So, you know, when we decided to move to Eagle River, as a matter of fact, if you're believing God to do something great, I had just quit my job. You know, I told Pastor Daniel, you know, 20th of, 20th of July, 2016 is my last day. You know, I'm going to go Whatever you need, pastor. And he's like, what do you think about Eagle River? I'm like, no. Because, I mean, look at this place. Right? Everything is awesome. It really is. I love all you guys. And it's like, it was really great. I don't know. Like, a whole lot of you are so new. And it's so awesome because we keep growing. We keep moving forward. But, you know, then we knew everybody. We were, you know, together with everything. It was awesome. And it's like, I don't want to leave. But then we began to pray. And God said, yes. And then, like, we go to move to Eagle River. You know, we were believing to, like, downsize. We had to, ended up paying, like, $600 more a month in rent. I quit my job. You know, I'm, you know, it wasn't working. It was just our business income at the time. And I remember that, you know, that same week, like, our account got frozen. And it's like we had no money. And it was so much battling. And we had to believe God to come through for us. We also had to be, you know, resourceful and make different ways for God to provide the place that we're living in right now. It was, you know, too, too far of, of what we know, what we was more than what we were wanting to do, but God came through for us today. We own it. Amen. We're actually doing a, a whole lot of remodeling right now, but God came through for us supernaturally and through a lot of hard work. Amen. And if he has done it in the past, guess what? He will do it again. Hallelujah. You know, Super Bowl 51, Julian Edelman was being uh, pa Patriots. Hallelujah. Any Patriots? Come on, Scott. I love you, man. Um, so Super Bowl 51, just calm down, calm down. You know, Super Bowl 51, there was a, you know, in the second half, they were losing by a lot and they, they, won, they won it. And I, remember, and I saw this interview that Julian Edelman is the catcher, <laughs> the wide receiver, right? For the, <laughs> uh, for the, for the Patriots. And he was saying, You know, and I, and he was saying in one of, in the, before the second half, you know, he was saying, man, this is going to be a great story. This game is going to, they're losing by like a lot. It was 21 to three. And he's saying, man, this is going to be, this game is going to be a great story. You know, it's a great story. And he began to, you know, in this, in his interview, he was saying, we had already, we had done some of this before. We had already been losing by a lot and then had the victory. So he said, If we did it before, we can do it again. And the thing is that God, the way he will lead you, he will lead you through victories. Amen. And when you get in times that are tight, when you get in times that are difficult, you remember what he did and you believe him for the future. Hallelujah. And that's how you're going to move forward. 
And you're always thankful when you do that. Because if you look at the circumstances, you're going to grumble, you're going to complain. But if you begin to look that the God that brought you through up until now, he will continue to do it, you're going to begin to be thankful. And thanksgiving breaks the poverty mentality. Thanksgiving, that's in your notes right down there. Thanksgiving will break a poverty mentality. A poverty person who thinks poverty mentality, somebody always owes them something. Or it's always somebody else's fault while you're not in the place that you should be. Be set free right now in Jesus' name and be thankful for what God is doing in your life. Not only present fears, but the ones, you know, you inherited from the past. You got to change the way, you know, you think. Your outlook will by default reflect your family history. Some of the things you receive, you know, ways of thinking, you got to break that if it's evil. Find someone who's doing it right, who's doing it, you know, who's having success and learn from them. Hallelujah. The way you break the poverty mentality is through thanking God. You know, thanksgiving will turn your disappointments into trust. Maybe you're afraid of taking steps of faith and making certain investments. Maybe your parents failed in business and you've never been willing to take a step of faith. Or run a business or take, do something different because, you, you know, you think, I could never do that. That's a lie from hell. You got to learn how to do that, obviously. Amen. And you got to grow in those things. But you do it, be thankful, and your disappointments will begin to change. You're going to break those things. Hallelujah. When you are thankful, thanksgiving declares God's truth over the lies. The lies that you're not going to make it. The lies that you're not good enough. The lies that, you know, your daddy never made it. You're never going to make it. Or whatever it is. Hallelujah. And praising God will shatter the poverty mentality. Thanking God will release his power over your life. If, you're, if you don't know what to do, begin to thank God for what he has done in your life and open up to hear what the Holy Spirit will speak to you. Read what he did in the scriptures and watch as God will give you and out. Hallelujah. He will do that. And we see that throughout scriptures. Paul and Silas. I mean, how unfair is that? They're beaten. They're preaching the gospel. They're healing people. And they get persecuted. They get beaten. They get put in jail. What do they do? They complain. Oh, man. Peter is not paying us enough for this. No, they're not thinking about that. They begin to worship. And they begin to get, give thanks to God. And there is a supernatural earthquake that happens. The kind that will shatter every single barrier, every single door was open, every single shackle was open. Earthquakes don't do that. Hallelujah. But when you begin to praise the Lord, even when you shouldn't be, that's when you get God's attention. So be thankful. Maybe you've had disappointments, you work, work sucks, you work for the spawn of Satan. Everything is off. You ever hear that? People have all kinds of things. Born to fish, forced to work. Why don't you become a professional fisherman? That went over well. <laughs> Quit making excuses. Do so good at your job that you're able to fish whenever you want to. Praise God. Thank God. Worship God. Hallelujah. The power of words over our finances. I want to go really quick through this. Know God's word. Psalm 68, 19 says, Blessed be the Lord who daily loadest us with benefits, even the God of your salvation. Do you believe that's true in your life? 
Do you believe that, that, that God loads you with his blessing? If you don't, I would encourage you to begin to take stock of your life, of how God is loading you with blessings. It begins to thank him because he loads you. He will load you with blessing. Psalm 50, 14 to 15, sacrifice a thank offering to God and pay your vows to the Most High. Call on me in a day of trouble. I will rescue you and you will honor me. Honor the Lord with your wealth. Amen, but seek him. Some of, some of you are tipping God. Make a sacrifice. Your tips are an insult to the one who gives you breath every day. Hallelujah. That was in the notes. I don't know who put it there. No, those of you who are successful realize that if it were not for the grace of God, you wouldn't be where you are. You know, we are blessed. My family's blessed. We are increasingly growing in the blessing of God. And did you know that a lot of, you know, we didn't know how to bid. We own a commercial cleaning business. We clean a lot of healthcare facilities throughout the state. It didn't start that way. We didn't know how to do bids. We didn't know how to do things. But guess what? I can do all, all things through Christ who strengthens me. One, we had the favor of God with the businesses that we came to. And secondly, we would have prophetic words, prophetic dreams that would give us exact amounts of what competitors were, were giving. We had total insider trading. And we would outbid everybody prophetically. We have a dream and get a number. Like, what do you think about this number? They're like, okay, you got it. Seriously. It's the blessing of God. It is the favor of God. I can't take credit for that. My wife can't take credit for that. Amen. And when he blesses you and you walk through the door, now work like you work for the Lord. And we have done that. You do a good job. You require, you know, a good job of your, of your staff. Why is that? Because God has blessed us. We represent him. Hallelujah. If you're, if you're broke, it ain't God's fault. Proverbs 19.3 is one of my favorite verses lately that says, people ruin their lives by their own foolishness and then they are angry at the Lord. <laughs> it really says that in Proverbs 19.3. And then Proverbs 1.7 says, fear the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. The word of God over your life is so important. As you begin to read the word of God, to, we have Bibles that read itself to us nowadays. It is not magic. It's technology. And you can get in a reading plan and get the word inside of you. And you're going to, you know, as you go through like the, 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 the Murray McShane Bible reading plan. How many of you guys still doing that? We started in the beginning of the year. Praise the Lord. You know, I've been doing it and it's like there, you will go through passages of scripture that'll just draw you. That's when the Lord is speaking to you. And when the word of God comes in you in Ephesians 4 or Hebrews 4 says that it's like a sword that'll cut away between the spirit, between the, the soul, will divide things that will cut them up. And when you, when you are expose yourself to the word of God and you're reading the Holy Spirit will highlight those things and will begin to remove them from you. Hallelujah. God's word will heal you. Our words. Can you come and play, please? Our words. God's word are amazing, brother Tyler. Hallelujah. God's words are amazing and good to us. Our words, if you complain and you grumble, will bring the destroyer in your life. Take stock of your life. Examine yourself. 
What are you speaking over yourself? You know, I'm like semi, um, like, I want to say psychotic, but that's not a good word. Like, but semi's like, sure, don't say that. Don't say that. And there was a period in my life where we had, my wife and I were like, you know, totally correcting each other like every other minute. Because we'd say stupid things like, you know, oh, that doesn't work. That's not going to work. Oh, you know, this that's. And you begin to cut those things off. You change the way you speak because your words is creating an atmosphere. Is creating your, your words is creating your life. Did you know that we're created in the image and likeness of God? If you're always saying negative things, you're creating that in your world. Proverbs 12, 14 says, For from the fruit of his lips, a man is filled with good things as surely as, as the works of his hands rewards them. What you say will reward you as much as the, reward, reward, the, the work of your hands. Watch what you say. Don't grumble. Proverbs 13, 3, who guards his lips, guards his life, but he who speaks rashly will come to ruin. No, read the word 18, Proverbs 18, 21. The tongue has the power of life and death and those who love it will eat its fruit. When you grumble, you're speaking evil about God's grace and his provision over your life. Can you imagine telling God, I hate what you're providing for me, Lord. You think he's going to bless you? No. But you begin to give thanks and begin to change the way you see it and God will change things for you. Hallelujah. God wants to give you a fresh vision of his provision. God is going to give you a fresh vision of his provision. Some of you are stuck in your, in your realm of where you are. And it's like, seems like things will never change. They're going to change tonight in Jesus name, because God is going to open your vision as you begin to change the way you speak, as you begin to change the way, instead of grumbling, you're going to begin to give thanks to God. You're going to begin to give thanks to the Lord for the gifts that you do have and not grumble about what you don't have. And as you begin to do that, God is going to begin to show you opportunities and he's going to begin to bring opportunities before you. Hallelujah. Be thankful in the middle of whatever circumstance you are in. God was going to give you a fresh vision of his provision. Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty three, 23, and this is so powerful. He said, speak to the mountain and say, be thou removed and cast into the sea. A lot of the grumbling and the negativity that we, we are faced with are challenges that we don't know what to do with them. Jesus said, speak to the mountain. What is the mountain that is in front of you right now? Financially, what is the mountain? As a matter of fact, this is also applies to relationships. If you're always complaining about your spouse, you're going to destroy your relationship. If you're always complaining to one another, you're going to create an environment of begin to be thankful. Instead, you know, he leaves his socks on the floor all the, everywhere. I can't stand it anymore. Why can't you pick up your socks? Or, if I, or she does. <laughs> your stockings. Begin to be thankful. Thank you that you take showers. Hallelujah. Thank you that you combed your hair today. Instead of complaining, they never take showers. You're always dirty. Shut up. <laughs> 
<laughs> Take a shower. Thank you. Oh, you look so beautiful. You look so clean. I love it. It's like, really? Speak to the mountains. Be thou removed. God is going to provide for you more than you want it. Did you know that? That God wants to bless you more than you even want to be blessed. Well, I don't agree with that. Then you need to adjust your thinking to the word of God. Because the way, the reason God wants to bless us is so that when we say we want to build a building to house the harvest, to be a silo, to be a sign and a wonder to the world. We don't have to go to banks. We have, you can be a, a check writer. You can be a, a blesser of the kingdom of God. We should all be preaching the gospel. Some of us go. If you can't go, you should send. You should pray and you should be sending. Hallelujah. And I know that so many of you are, are um, so generous. God wants to provide for you more than you want it. Now, when you're faced with impossibility, take God's way. Take steps of faith. Give sacrificially offerings to the Lord. And watch that he will provide for you. And dream big. Dream big. What is the one question every billionaire asks themselves? Why not? Why not you be so blessed that you can underwrite buildings like this all over the world? Why not? Could it be that what's holding God's blessing in your life is your lack of thankfulness? Because you see your life through your pain. You see your life through what you've gone through. You've seen your life through how maybe people in your past, your family were treated. Begin to give thanks to the Lord for where you are right now. That if you were not his mercy, we'd already be consumed. And watch as you change I guarantee you, by next week, if you will change your speech and begin to thank God in those circumstances, by next week, you will see changes happening in your life. And God will change your circumstances through, through your thanksgiving. He will turn things around for you that you never imagined. And realize that we have an enemy that wants to destroy you. So you are going to have challenges. And a lot of it's like, I serve the Lord. I go to church. I give. Why is it that I'm having trouble? Jesus said in this world, you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer. Of good cheer. I have overcome the world. If you're facing financial difficulties right now, you don't understand. Or any other thing. It's like, man, I serve you, God. Why is this happening to me? Don't complain. Give thanks. And then do what Jesus said in Mark 11. Speak to the mountain. You know, there are times where we are faced, you know, and in the, in the past, specifically, you know, like last year, where we would not have money to pay our staff because we were not being paid. We were due, you know, money, but we were just not receiving payment in my business. Yes. And I remember... You know, we were like, we can't make payroll this week. We made, you know, we did one, one, one payroll and then it's like, we can't make it this week. What are we going to do? One, it's embarrassing because we are pastors and leaders in the church, right? 
How great would it be for the enemy to cause that to happen? And secondly, you know, people will just leave. I don't know. And we began to pray and I gathered my family and said, we're going to pray. We gathered in the, in the living room, we held hands. And I said, Lord, you said in your word that you will rebuke the devourer, that when we tithe, you will rebuke the devourer. And you said that we are to prove you in this, if you will not open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing upon us. And literally, we, I stood there looking out the window and said, God, where is the provision? You said, prove me. I wasn't, you know, I'm, I'm doing what the Bible says. Prove me in this. I'm proving you right now, Lord. You said that you would bless us. And I declare, then you begin to enter in faith. Not complaining. God knows what you're going through. So you tell him, Lord, oh God, let you know, help me. I need your help. No, begin to speak into your situation. Speak the truth of the word of God. And I begin to declare, Lord, we declare my family in agreement, my wife, my kids, that by tomorrow, all of this payment will be released in Jesus' name. And I thank you that you have not failed us before. Never seen a righteous man begging or not having bread. We are not going to be ashamed. You're, you are not going to be ashamed because of this. And I declare by tomorrow, this money will be in our account and payroll will be made in Jesus' name. Done. And we went about our day. The next day, the money came in. Everything that was owed, like three or four months worth of invoices. Boom. And we made payroll. Nobody ever knew there was any challenges. When you are thankful and you declare the truth of the Lord, you don't give in to the fear. You don't give in to the lies. You don't give in to any of that. But you're thankful. Are you thankful? Amen. Well, I hope you were encouraged by God's word. Thank you again for listening to Kings Alaska podcast. God bless you. For more great content, go to kcalaska.com and may God's face shine upon you and give you peace.